From the capital city, I'm Kevin Allen. The Juno Assembly discussed a revenue-sharing deal with Goldbelt during their meeting this week. The current proposal calls for Goldbelt to contribute $10 million to the Gondola Project in three separate payments in December and then April and August of next year. The funding would be for building the towers, foundation, cabling, and a gravel road going from the bottom and top of the terminals. The agreement has a term of 25 years from the day the gondola project opens, which is currently slated for May of 2027. City Manager Rory Watt talked about the projected traffic it might see in its first year. We've agreed that the assumptions are starting in the first year of full operation, 75,000 passengers, which on a 100 or 100-day cruise ship season, it's really not that many passengers and it's not that big a piece of the growing market. Revenue per visitor of $65. We don't, none of us think that's a real aggressive number. And then all of the, the rows from there just cascade forward at a visitor growth percentage of 3%, which may or may not be uh, accurate, but seems reasonable what we've seen uh, over the years. And in terms of market share, natural growth in cruise ship industry and boat sizes. We think the, the, these are reasonable numbers for all of us to be using. Gold Belt's McHugh Pierre said the investment is a great opportunity and believes the 75,000 visitor figure is achievable. Eagle Crest can be that adventure experience that does not exist, while the tram can focus on cultural, um, you know, more, um, I would say, uh, traditional, true, uh, cruise or tour visitors to Juneau that is not as uh, extreme, perhaps. So uh, we're not going to have mountain bikes on Mount Roberts. Gold Belt Tram is never going to authorize that. But we could see in the future where you might be riding a mountain bike down Eagle Crest. And so those are some of the things that we're excited about. And we think this is a a really great opportunity to participate. And we believe 75,000 visitors in the first year is acceptable and doable. Pierre talked about ticket prices. We believe a ticket is going to be closer to $100. Uh, maybe one of five, because what you've got is you've got a bus fee, you've got a commission that's being included in that, and then you have the take home. And so when you look and see what people are paying uh, across the region for experiences, that's still on the low end of an excursion experience. So that's, it's a very competitive price. And so people are getting um, access to somewhere they've never been, something that's unique and the opportunity to explore. And that's enough. Quick follow-up. So it includes the the bus ride and the gondolas. Okay, includes transportation. And that would be the 65 is what we're sharing from, what the city and Gold Belt is using as a number to share from. Gold Belt will receive 10 to 25 percent of the summer operation revenue until they are repaid a minimum of 20 million in compensation for its initial investment. The Committee of the Whole moved to have an ordinance be drafted up on the proposal. Meanwhile, members were told in the Public Works and Facilities Committee meeting that shipping came in $226,000 over budget. The Juneau School District has to wrangle a budget deficit for the school for this school year. The deficit is over 620,000 for the FY22-23 school year. District Superintendent Bridget Weiss addressed that on Action Line. The audit shown that actual enrollment was lower than the district projected. Weiss explained the contributing factors. 
They come in late. And so, and that is what dictates our state level of funding. Uh, and so really at the end of the day, um, anticipated revenues for FY22 were lower than expected. Actual revenue was lower than anticipated and our costs went up. Uh, you what? remember the winter we had last year, yeah. right? So heating, fuel. so we had huge, um, we had much higher utility costs. Uh. Fuel also went up. So not only did we have a cold winter, we had an expensive spring fuel price, uh, fuel prices. And so the net result of that was this deficit. Um, it is, we've also. Was there any other contributing factors? Uh, the, that was the main, uh, the main structure is less revenue than anticipated and expenditures higher than expected. Um, and so that resulted And the school district board, when they finalized their budget, one of the pieces to that puzzle is our fund balance, because like every household, a little cushion is necessary to manage those variances. With the lower students' projection, 63000 in city funds will need to be recovered as well. There are expenditures that we can uh, minimize during this school year because we have to make up for that deficit, right? That deficit doesn't just magically go away. It goes away as a function of revenue and expenditures and having more revenue than expenditures. And so the, and this current school year, we have to start working on that. Then as we begin in January, uh, to start our budgeting process for FY24, the board's going to have some tough decisions to make. Superintendent Bridget Weiss. Members of Travel Juno and Tourism Best Management Practices were on action line to talk about TBMP now falling under Travel Juno. Director of Travel Juno Liz Perry said she felt they were a good fit for TBMP and will provide administrative assistance to the organization. Elizabeth Arnett was selected to succeed Kirby Day. I am taking over the administrative functions of TBMP for Kirby. He's done it for so many years and he was ready to step back and uh, I was ready to step forward. I retired from Travel Juno a number of years ago. I'd spent about 10 years there promoting Juno as a uh, travel destination, and I absolutely love the job. Retirement is great, but I, I miss the people, I miss the action, and I've always been very fond of the TBMP program. So when the opportunity came up, I took it. Perry was asked that now with destination marketing and tourism management under one roof, how does she see those two objectives melding? Well, they sit side by side because one of the things that we want to really be mindful of are the impacts that uh, that the travel industry does have for our city. So this is still a standalone program um, in and of itself. It has its own budget. It has its own, own budget, uh, budget line and funding. And uh, this provides us a mechanism to not only see what the concerns are for the public, but how can Travel Juno better address those in our marketing to the, you know, to the outside world about what a great place Juno is. So there are some you know, synergies, for lack of a better term, with having this in-house. Both made the remarks on Action Line. The city and borough of Juneau earned a perfect score on the Human Rights Campaign's 2022 Municipality Equality Index Scorecard, they announced on Wednesday. The scorecard is a nationwide evaluation examining how inclusive municipal laws, policies, and services are of LGBT people who live and work there. 
The 2022 Equality Index evaluated 506 cities nationwide, including seven in Alaska. Juneau is the only city in the state to receive a perfect score. The Forest Service Sitka Ranger District has selected a 14-foot Sitka spruce to be the next together tree, resuming a project meant to highlight the important relationships among federal, state, tribal, and local entities. Since 2017, the Tongass National Forest has partnered with the state, the U.S. Coast Guard, rural communities in the region, and Alaska Native people to deliver a tree and locally made ornaments for the governor's open house and to be displayed through the holiday season. The tree will be transported to Juneau by the Ketchikan-based U.S. Coast Guard cutter Douglas Denman. The Forest Service will transfer the tree to the cutter on December 8th following a blessing ceremony and harvest. Chuck Miller of Sitka Tribe will provide the blessing for the 2022 Together Tree. Following the statewide election in Alaska, Governor Spokesperson Dave Steeren provided an update while on the KINY Morning Show. The, the budget uh, should be rolled out a uh, week after next. It's constitutionally required by the 15th of December, so we, we should have the final date uh, and the location as, as to where the budget will be rolled out. Uh, also, the governor swearing in is Monday. I believe um, the Constitution requires that a governor be sworn in on the 5th of December. The Gallery Walk celebration is coming up this Friday. We'll get you what you need to know after the break. You're listening to News of the North. Capital City's annual holiday celebration for the arts is slated for tomorrow from 4 to 8 p.m. downtown. The Juno Arts and Humanities Council said participants can discover nearly 50 different locations with pop-up artist showings, live music, performances, and more throughout downtown. Program coordinator Rochelle Bonet was on Capital Chat to talk about the event. It'll kind of be looking a lot like how it's been in past years. The holiday trolley will be running from 4 to 8. It'll start at the Alaska State Museum, and it'll go down to the tram and trove, and then it'll go up to the clock by Front Street and Franklin. Um, We have a variety of different parking lots that are available for people to park at um, after 4 p.m. The Juno Hydropower lot is available for folks to park at. And, uh, you know, all of the usual parking lots that are downtown. Um, We have, I think, 10 different spots around town where there will be live music playing of some kind. We've got a lot of stuff going on at the Jack and some other things going on downtown. And talked about how folks can end the evening. This year, uh, Goldtown Nickelodeon, the theater downtown, they're going to be participating. They're doing a short film screening uh, during Gallery Walk. And then um, <clears throat> our friends down at Frost and Fur will be hosting Saltwater Press and the Anchorage Distillery. We will have Susu and the Prophets down at the Red Dog starting at 930. So for folks that want to close out their Gallery Walk experience, that's a great one to go to. And... Um, You know, this year we're bringing back the printed map, and uh, we haven't done that for a couple of years, but I will say that we have even more events that have come in since that was printed. So I would encourage folks to, you know, look at the program, but also go to our website. CBJ said that in celebration of the holiday season, 
paid parking downtown will not be enforced during the 2022 gallery walk. Enforcement will end at 3 p.m. on Friday. On-street parking will not be limited to two hours, and free parking will be offered at the Shoppers Lot, the North Franklin Lot, the Downtown Transportation Center Garage, and the Marine Parking Garage. All other parking restrictions will still remain in force. The U.S. Department of Agriculture announced Tuesday that it has signed a cooperative agreement with the state of Alaska for more than $520,000 to increase their purchase of nutritious local foods for school meal programs. Through the Local Food for Schools Cooperative Agreement Program, the Alaska Department of Education will purchase and distribute local and regional foods and beverages for schools to serve children through the National School Lunch and School Breakfast programs. The Department of Ed will distribute the local food for schools funds among school food authorities approved to participate in the lunch program in the state. They said this will help schools purchase local foods from underserved and small businesses. President Joe Biden is pledging to give Native Americans a stronger voice in federal affairs. At the first in-person summit on tribal affairs in six years, he says he'll foster respect for indigenous knowledge and tribal consultations in government decision-making. Biden has announced new steps to establish uniform standards for federal agencies to consult with tribes, as well as a plan to revitalize native languages and new efforts to strengthen the tribal rights outlined in existing treaties. Biden also has announced $135 million in federal funds to relocate to safe ground 11 tribal communities that face the impacts of climate-related environmental threats. Tis the season to be very careful about the links you click and the text messages you reply to. ABC's Jim Ryan says scammers are ramping up their efforts to steal your identity or your money. Considering that over $11 billion was spent on Cyber Monday, chances are good that the scammer who tosses out thousands of random text messages or emails telling the recipient there's a problem with the delivery will snare someone who believes it. The worst thing you can do is to reply or click on any links. The Better Business Bureau has launched a new tool that lets victims report scams perpetrated against them in hopes of alerting other potential victims before it's too late. Jim Ryan, ABC News. Never miss a story or a newscast at KINYradio.com. Now you're up to date. For News of the North, this is Kevin Allen.